Hello and welcome to the new season of Your Voice Matters podcast. The topic of this fifth season is Voice Your Value. If you want a leader, a business owner, an expert or an entrepreneur, this season is for you. We are going to cover the importance of voicing your value in different contexts, such as in-person events, online meetings, presentations, social media, job interviews, networking, and even negotiations. I'm going to interview different entrepreneurs, experts, and coaches to give you new perspectives and insights on how to communicate with more clarity, confidence, credibility, both in your professional and personal life. I hope you enjoy the podcast and stay tuned for new ways to truly voice your value. Hello and welcome. Today we are going to talk about public speaking skills. My guest today is Sima Prabhu. She's a director of quality assurance with over 17 years of experience. She specializes in digital and agile transformation projects uh, where she leads engineers in software testing. Also as a certified coach and mentor, she provides guidance on increasing skills, boosting confidence and giving career direction to people around the world. She frequently steps into stages as a public speaker in several meetups, but also big conferences such Eurostar in 2022 and now 2023, one of the largest testing conferences in the world. On the personal side, she loves reading books, which we have in common, and she's a learner for life. Welcome Sima to this podcast. Thank you, Inesh. Thank you for the lovely introduction as well. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so tell us more about you. What is your professional background? Of course, in a nutshell, you have a long career. And for how long have you been doing this? I um, am a chemical engineer by background. So I studied uh, chemical engineering in India and then moved to UK. And I've been in IT for more than 17 years. Yeah, more than 17 years now. And um, I started off as a tester. Uh, did some business analysis and I tried my hand at different things within IT. Uh, software testing stuck to me and uh, I started seeing the value that I was adding to the teams and to my um, organizations as well. And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, 17 years. And very well, I heard. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you, I know that you, you love to mentor uh, other people and you are also keen to share your knowledge and you are very generous as well. So when did you start to mentor or lead people in this digital and agile project? As I was growing in experience within teams for a long period of time, I didn't really have the title. I, so I was the um, I was leading without the title, as they say, and um, I was influencing my team members and um, in doing certain things or in learning new technologies as uh, as and when it was possible. But it was only after about 10 or more years I started seeing that I needed a, a title would make a difference. So it's not just about leading without the title. And while doing that, what I realized is I was spending a lot of time working along with my team members and influencing others. Um, and it was mentoring, but not 
maybe not structured right. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, probably much later in my uh, work life that I realized I need to structure it better because people are seeing value. I was getting the feedback that it's making a difference to a lot of people. And that's when I realized, let me put some structure around it and uh, take a proper uh, courses to make myself a certified coach and a mentor. Mm-hmm. But that, again, was not enough because the circle of influence was limited to my team or my organization only, or maybe my friends a little bit. But that was about where I stopped. Uh, It was uh, in recent years, probably around the pandemic, when I started looking at what else can I do? How can I make this bigger? Um, And I joined, uh, I got uh, accepted uh, on ADP List, which is a mentoring platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I joined there, I actually realized the value of mentoring and coaching because the kind of questions that were coming, I was learning from them. I was learning different uh, possibilities of different problems that people were seeing and how to address them. Um, and now, yeah, I have uh, mentees from around the world. Um, and it's it's really interesting to see how it works. That's that's great, you know, to, to see the impact. And when you start to really see the value on, on your message and you started to s- structure it a little bit, that's the, that kind of guidance that you were giving and then jumping into a platform, a worldwide platform where you can reach much more people. Uh, it's it's impressive. Uh, so I know that uh, you started to gain more visibility and also recognition in your field. Um, and and soon you started to get invited for conferences, right? When, right? when did it start? The journey as a public speaker, <laughs> for, formally. So yeah, the public speaking, I think, was there in me from uh, when I was in university. I used to speak at national conferences then, and one of my favorite subjects, as because I was doing chemical engineering, was uh, silicon used in semiconductors. And I used to talk a lot about it on national conferences, but this one's like 17, 20 years ago. Um, and it was almost like a forgotten art. But over the recent times, I, um, probably just before the pandemic, I, I started feeling a lot of people would ask me about um, situations or uh, during mentoring, why don't you talk about this in conferences and reach out to many more people? Um, so I had it in my mind. I wanted to do public speaking, but I never took any action until I met a couple of friends who actually encouraged me and put me forward saying, just try it once and see, you'll have fun. And I guess one, uh, the one time that I actually applied and went on stage, I realized how much fun it was and that I really liked doing it. I enjoyed the process. Uh, there were ups and downs. It wasn't as smooth as I'm saying it is. Yes, I'm guessing what people that are listening to us, like she thought it was fun, you know, the first time, because it's not the it common scary. reaction. It, yeah. So it's scary, scary and fun. Scary and fun at the yes, same time. It was scary. The, the thought of it was scary. The actual part where I stood on stage, I realized this is what I want to be doing and this is where I want to be. And why was I not doing it for a long time? Um, but there was a big learning process. I'm not saying it was easy. I just went on stage and I did it. There was a big learning process behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- tell, tell us about the beginning, because I think many people, you know, 
get scared when they have to really, you know, maybe a, a lot of people that I know and also my clients, they they kind of are comfortable in a small audience and controlled environment. But once you get in a stage where you have, you know, a couple of hundred people of thousands of people, then you will start getting a bit, you know, nervous. So how was this first initial thoughts that you had? Yeah, the very, very first um, problem or the blocker that I was facing was what do I talk about? There's so much to talk or everybody has talked about all the topics. So what can I add? And uh, that took me a lot of time to understand it. It doesn't matter what the topic is. You're talking about your experience and in your words, it's what you're bringing. It's that's the value. It's not about somebody has spoken about it or um, it, it doesn't matter if another person has spoken exactly the same topic. But what you're saying is in your words, it's your experience and that needs to be shared. So that was my very first one. Uh, and again, because it was just around the pandemic, the the benefit for me was I started with online speaking up, uh, speaking in meetups, and it was all online. Um, and that was uh, slightly easier because you're not seeing the people, you're not seeing the whole crowd, you're looking at a screen. Little faces. Yeah, little faces or no faces uh, and probably questions. So... Um, that um, made it slightly easier, I think, to enter into public speaking. And then the real facing the public uh, when it came, uh, that was an interesting journey. I um, I started with, I need to have a proper, well-written, researched script. In for, First of all, I need to be an expert in what I'm talking uh, so I spent a lot of time doing research. I spent a lot of time writing the perfect script that I want to be talking about and uh, practiced it and practiced how I want to deliver it. But when I went on stage, it was completely different. But uh, I, did, I did the talk, but I said more than what I had uh, thought I would and different to what I had practiced. And the whole experience was different to what I had imagined it to be in my head. Uh, and I think I didn't, uh, initially, I I thought I didn't enjoy the process because I did stick to the script and I thought sticking to the script is the best thing to do or sticking to what I had thought I should say was the best thing to do. It, it took me uh, a learning and uh, unlearning, I would say, to just get things out of my head to say, it's it's okay. It's, it's what you say is what matters. What you say on stage, because only you know what you wanted to deliver. Exactly. Um, the audience yeah. doesn't know everything that is prepared. All the you know outlines, uh, scripts, yeah. and uh, I I noticed this that you sometimes prepare something, and then when you are on stage and you that you are not saying exactly what you prepared, some people with with less experience get scared. Like oh my gosh, I have. And then you get into this memorization mode, which uh, it's really a trouble because you can have these blanks, you know, you, you forget what you're going to say because you are thinking about what you should be saying and not exactly what you are saying in the moment. Yeah. So uh, 
but I think it's a normal evolution. You, you first want to say everything and to make it right and to be perfect. And then you see that reacting to the audience or even reacting to your own thoughts when you are speaking uh, can bring much um, more fluidity. But yeah. you need to go through the experience of doing that. Otherwise, you don't know the feeling of, you know, getting a bit away around the script and still be successful. Yes. And I also realized at that point, it was all about uh, connecting to the audience and being present at the time. What happened when I was having this perfect script that I'd memorized and I knew that I wanted to talk was I was not present. I was not present and connecting to the audience. I was more focused on, am I saying this one after the other? Am I covering all the points that I wanted to cover? Am I sticking to the scripts? In my head, there was something else. I wasn't completely present on the stage speaking what I wanted to speak. So that I knew I had to change. This is when I realized I needed to do something about this and make a change here. And that was the trigger to seek uh, professional help with your public speaking. What was exactly the moment where you realized, okay, I should get, you know, a professional help? The moment I uh, thought about professional help was um, I enjoyed the part being on the stage and speaking, but the effort that took to reach that point was, uh, I I felt it was not worth the whole thing. And uh, I wanted to understand what is it that, uh, how is it that people are doing public speaking? It shouldn't be this difficult if uh, and, and that that much of research, that much of effort being put in the scripting, the talking. Um, and I thought that there's definitely a better way to do this. And also, how do I stop this mind chatter all the time while I'm on the stage and be present fully and enjoy the process of connecting uh, to the audience, being more alert uh, and uh, have fun in that process of listening to the audience and connecting to them and bringing value to them. I I felt standing on stage and thinking about what I want to speak was more about me. Yeah, That that felt slightly selfish to me. Um, Indeed, I want to highlight this because people normally get nervous because they are thinking about their own needs and their own performance and what they have to say to the audience and not... So when you are stuck in yourself and you have the focus and the highlights in yourself, you tend to get more nervous. Um, and if you focus on the audience and what they are, their needs, what they want to hear, uh, what is important in that moment um, and interacting and be present, it's much more important than doing it right, as you said. Yes. Um, so we were saying that the, the process, you know, it was fun speaking, but the process behind, you know, the scenes was it was difficult because you you invested a lot of time in research, you know, preparing the script, everything. Uh, so it was too time consuming. And I see this also in a, a lot of people. So you decided, okay, there must be another way, right? So, and that's also when we met, I think. Uh, yes. And so what are the things that you learned in this process of, you know, acquiring new skills or even unlearning you, you said something before, like, I, I asked to learn. What did you have to unlearn or learn differently that now uh, helps you helps you to be much more efficient in this process? Yeah. If you can share a few things. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I, I had a lot of preconceived notions about 
who I am and how I speak um, and uh, sticking to the more stereotypes or I have to be a certain way or I have to speak a certain way or a certain style. And I thought if I'm not that, then I'm not good at speaking. Or if I don't do it a certain way, then that's not the right way to do. Um, this is in addition to all the time-consuming research and everything. I, there were other things which was personal, more personal to me that um, I thought maybe my accent, maybe the way I speak, maybe I'm speaking too slow, maybe it's boring to somebody, maybe it's interesting to somebody. There's so many things that were going on in my head. And that's when I when I met you and I... Uh, I think the very first session, you, you just broke it all for me, saying it's, your tone is fine, your accent is perfectly fine, and it's your voice is absolutely okay. It's that's not the problem. There's the better things that you need to be look. You can look at and you can improve on, and that's the value you're bringing to the audience. And what about public speaking? Do you really have fun about? What is it that you enjoy? And when we started unpacking that part. That's when I realized I was too stuck on how I am doing and what I am speaking uh, and not, um, I, I could improve, I could improve on my tonality or I could improve on the structuring of how I'm speaking, what I'm speaking, so that it brings in more value to the audience. But um, I was going in a different direction, which was the wrong direction. And that's what I had to unlearn from. Um, and first of all, I think what you taught me was to understand who I am in the first place. What is it that I like and don't like? What triggers me and doesn't trigger me? Um, and then learning more about myself and then learning what the audience are. It, it could be a meeting. It could be somebody I'm talking to, or it could be a big audience that I'm talking to. And how do I then change the way I speak or the tonality in which I speak? That is what I had to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the the stereotypes of how is what is a good public speaker or how should I be speaking? And we have a lot of this with uh, accent and I'm too slow, I'm too fast, I'm too high pitch, I'm too low pitch. So, and sometimes we are just stuck in our head about what is the right style and we are not fitting in this box. And that is something that can block us. And so, as, as, uh, as you said, I really believe that we have to know ourselves as a, a, a communicator and as a speaker and what are our, our strengths and what are maybe our improvement points. But also if we focus more in what are our strengths, it's much easier and fun than all the things that we are not all the things that we are not natural at, uh, and it's such a, such a stretch to try to improve a lot of things that we see on other people's, you know, performance or on television or in big conferences. And, and so that was an important step, you know, also, I think, in, in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, when did you really felt after you know, uh, our, our sessions or even during our sessions, when did you felt that you were really getting into another level? So when you get more confident or, uh, did you realize that you are not investing so much time and effort, uh, into public speaking, uh, it was because it was more natural when you were speaking on stage or you, you were using different, you know, 
tonalities or the way you, you were telling stories? What was the moment where you felt, okay, I'm in this new level? So I think um, the first uh, first was the unlearning of what I am, who I am, and my my stereotype and my biases that I had. Once that was broken, I think um, you provided me with some structure or some examples of how I can structure the way I speak, um, how to approach what I'm saying. Um, and those structures made me then think, um, I think I went for one or two of the speaking uh, sessions with thinking about the topic, but not structuring it and then seeing what was that could happen. Let me try it. And nothing. I got very good feedback. In fact, uh, I thought it went much better than the scripted one because I was very natural and there was no chatter in my head. I was just talking naturally based on what I knew and how I wanted. And I was more interacting with the audience. There was a lot of pauses. I started getting comfortable with pauses. Great. I love that. You know, I love the pauses in, in, in a speech. Yes. I remember the first time you asked me to pause and then count how much time did I think it was. I thought it was more than five minutes and you said it wasn't even a minute, just 30 seconds. I was like, wow. Okay. So that's when those are, those are the reason, little light bulb moments that, that happened. And I started becoming more comfortable with the pauses. I started becoming more comfortable waiting for a reaction, waiting for a question. And um, that that changed. Um, and I do realize people come to listen to you big, out of curiosity and also because you add value. You're not invited somewhere just because you're not good at something. You wouldn't be invited. And uh, that that's, not, that's, that's a good reminder for people that are listening. When someone invites you to speak in any kind of stage is because you they see the value that you have. You don't have to second guess, oh, I am, do, did I have anything worth sharing or not? You already have. <laughs> yeah. So be confident about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, those were some of the things. And also uh, learning, there was no right or wrong in anything. Uh, there's no right way of speaking or the wrong way of speaking. It's about how you speak. And uh, one really strong um message that stuck to me was your voice could be the most calming voice to somebody or it could also be the most boring voice to somebody and so the audience is a big variety and you're not trying to please everyone here so, so you're talking about topic that you are interested in sharing uh, sharing that experience and someone there is going to find value in what you're sharing that is all that matters. So, well, it's beautiful. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, you will, if you want to be a people pleaser, uh, don't go into public speaking because you will always have someone that can like your style, others that can dislike uh, or can identify more with you or, or less. Uh, so it's about mastering your own style, really. And knowing that 
Um, of course, adapting to the context, adapting to your goal. Uh, sometimes you want to be more calm and, you know, informative and educative. Other times you want to be excited and enthusiastic and bring enthusiasm. Um, and you have to know that you can adapt to all these situations. So just because you have a kind of voice doesn't mean that your voice has to be stuck in a certain pattern. We can change our own voice into different um, and adjusting into different uh, uh, goals and, and situations. That's normal. But try to please everyone and try to get this validation from everyone in the public. It's it's even a bit dangerous <laughs> when I when I have someone asking me, and it happens in the past. Uh, someone asked me, I want everyone to like you know me the way I speak, and I said this is impossible. <laughs> no one will, you know, in the world will like. Um, and so these expectations that we put in our shoulders uh, can really uh, prevent us to you know to have a very good performance. Uh, and um, you know that there's this book. Uh, so there was this author, American author, and he wrote a book called uh, The Bulletproof Presentations, like kind of, you know, really high, aiming high and so on. And then he got some sales, but kind of not a lot as he expected. And then he wrote another book called How to Do a Pretty Good Presentation. Was well, not bulletproof, just a pretty good. And it got much more sales. There was much more people interested in just, okay, a pretty good presentation. I don't have to be the best in the world. I just have to, you know, voice my value, uh, be confident, speak about what interests me. But I don't have to be, you know, this person that I have as a reference. Yeah. Yeah. And it could also be about topics, right? And there will be certain topics that... Um, for example, I'm very passionate about maybe that's not something that the audience is totally uh, looking forward to. But there might be something that I don't consider as uh, I might consider it as oh, everyone knows about it. But maybe that's what is the audience is looking for. Uh, so it depends on situation. You never know when what is right and you won't be able to please everyone. For sure. So what advices? I think you are in a position, you know, okay, I can give some advices also because uh, you've, you've been through this experience of uh, becoming more and more skilled in public speaking. What can you say for those who are listening and they might consider, you know, I, I might be become a bit more public speaker in my area. I will not say maybe a professional public speaker, but, you know, going into conferences, finally saying yes. I, I know so many people that they always refuse or try to postpone or try to avoid situations where they have to speak in public. What advice do you have to this people? So public speaking can be outside as in conferences, meetups, and it can also be within your organization by you're presenting to your team or to a wider team. Uh, so every uh, all of this comes into public speaking. And what I would say is just give it a go. Give it a go and see... Uh, how do you feel about it? What was going wrong? Learn from that and listen. I, I know it's easier said than done. I struggle with it. To listen to your own uh, recording or to your own voice and see what could have been different. It sounds very different when you listen to your own voice. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. But do it, do it. Yeah, yeah just we do encourage. it anyways. Yes, just do it anyways. And um uh, one of the really good advice that I got is the audience wants to see you succeed. They they want to, they don't want you to uh, struggle or falter or um, not speak what you came to speak because they are seeing value, they are there. So just 
speak about it. Um, speak what you want, what uh, what you want to, and it'll add value. And um, another one was about questions. What if I don't know uh, how to answer when someone asks, where someone in the audience might ask something? And it's it's okay if you don't know the answer. It's it's okay to say. I'd like to learn about it or let me find out and come back to you on it. Or it, it, it's okay to say, I don't know uh, and I will come back or I will laugh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my advice would be just, just do it and see how you feel about it. Yes, and go for it because it, it's worth it. I mean, this is also what, what I believe that we all have a voice that, you know, needs to be shared and we all have a voice that matters. And if you have something, a new perspective, uh, something personal, something, any idea that you have that can add on a certain topic, just not just because everyone talks about it or it's yeah. uh, everyone, you know, knows already. If you have something special to share, just share it, you know, um, and then you find a way to do it uh, with, you know, many people just do it and just by trial and error and they, you know, they succeed, you know, learning by themselves, by, by learning from others, watching videos. And I think it's a very useful way to, to, you know, to learn. There's so much thing that you can learn from others and to try to model uh, uh, other people that you admire and so on. And also it's okay to, to seek some professional help, even if you, if you, even if you're already a very good speaker there's always things that you can improve if you want and if you want to invest in that area of your life so if you feel that and your message yeah if, if you feel that your message really gets needs to get another um level of reach and visibility it's okay to ask for help it's not a weakness you know yes absolutely no i was about to say this the first step is to even just give it a try and see what works and what doesn't work and i guess once you have done that and you know that this is something I would like to keep going, then uh, the two things I would say would be important. One, be prepared as much as you can. Um, and by prepared, it is not just about the topic. It's also about seeking help, looking for different ways of how you can improve yourself. What are the different things that you need to consider while you're speaking? Um, whether it's the confidence, the assertiveness, the uh, body language, the tonalities, the uh, intonations, and the, there's a variety of things. There's so many things that we're not even aware of uh, in how to uh, speak in public. And these things you can only know when you go to an expert or speak to a coach or have someone to support you through that journey uh, of how to say say what you want to say, but in a way that will be more influential to others. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's something that impacts your life in several areas, not only, you know, when you are in public speaking, but I also think, and I know this, that it also affects your career opportunities. Uh, you know, you can use it in job interviews, in, you know, advancing your career within your, your organization or even outside organization. I think it's a skill that uh, we all need to, you know, at some point in our life, kind of master if you want to advance our careers. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I feel that also that I've been helping you to you know, to reach more people, to have more impact around the world and to spread the message. Uh, we are, you are such an expert and passionate about what you do. And I'm so happy that uh, you are keep sharing and keep going in stages. 
into stages and uh, to share the message, your message with the world, which I think is beautiful and, and important. And I really want to thank you also for being present in this podcast. Where can people find more about you? If they are curious, if they want to be, you know, following your work, do you use um, LinkedIn, right? I am on LinkedIn as Seema Prabhu and um, you can reach me there. And another place where I am quite active is on ADP List. Uh, so on ADP List, search for me as Seema Prabhu and you will find me uh, as for any mentoring sessions. Great. So there's this invitation also to connect with you. Seema, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to, to hear uh, your experience and to learn also uh, from your tips. And so I hope our audience also likes uh, all the, the experience that they share. And so thank you so much for thank being you, here. Yes. You've been a star. You've been a guiding star for me for the last few months. And it has helped me a lot uh, in not just public speaking, but personal as well as in my professional life as well. So I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you, Siva. Thank you for listening. Now, I challenge you to implement right away one tip or strategy coming from this episode. If you want to know more about how to voice your value and prepare to challenges ahead, feel free to reach out and book a 30 minutes free call to discuss your goals with me. I would love to hear from you. And finally, always remember, your voice matters.